Hello, everybody, and welcome to Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. And this episode, well, it's kind of, you know, the, the emotion is that we're kind of witnessing the end of an era, but at the same time, it has me wondering if it was an era or an error. Because... Uh, this is the final episode with Mrs. Garrison, as this week's episode is Eek a Penis. Um, this is an episode, because it's like, we've had two really good episodes, great episodes, um, Tonsil Trouble and Major Boobage, and the other two episodes, Britney's New Look, and... Uh, Canada on strike have been kind of, eh, you know, but, you know, still, the season is, I, I don't know, the season's kind of just there, but, I, I don't know, well, let's just get into this episode anyway, there's a lot of references that I'm going to be talking about here, uh, and this episode is called Eek a penis. The episode originally aired on April the 9th, 2008, and was written and directed by Trey Parker. So the episode begins at the school where we see Mrs. Garrison crying in front of her class. And she's having a meltdown because one of the reasons is that she recently witnessed or recently watched an episode of the Oprah Winfrey show excuse me where a man who was a woman at first but became a man ended up being pregnant and I actually remember that story because it was like I don't watch Oprah I've never watched Oprah, but this is like the only time I'm going to see this episode <laughs> of Oprah. And it was kind of interesting. I don't remember much after the episode. I, I know they had the kid, but I don't really remember. Um, I, I just don't remember, you know, like after they had the baby, if they decided to have more or not. So, Mrs. Garrison has an emotional breakdown. Butters at one point asks if this is going to be questions on a test, and Stan even asks Kyle, can can we do some math? That's how bad this emotional breakdown is. So, uh, Principal Victoria and Mr. Mackey get Mrs. Garrison out of there, and Principal Victoria decides, well, because your teacher needs to be away, we're going to make one of you kids the teacher for the day. As soon as that is said, Cartman's hand goes right up. And Principal Victoria is like, anybody else? A- anybody else? Any anybody else want to do this? 
Um, so eventually Cartman is given authority, and, you know, he basically becomes like a boss. You know, like, don't you mess with me. I'm going to beat you with this stick. So, while that's happening, Mrs. Garrison is told that she needs to stay home, get her life together. So she is at home, watches the news, and there is a report about a science lab where they grow human body parts on mice. Basically, ears and nose. So this gives Mrs. Garrison a wonderful idea. So she goes to the lab and she asks them to basically grow a penis so I can be a man again. And they say, well, we've never really tried anything like this and it's going to cost a lot of money. Well, Mrs. Garrison doesn't care. She's like, I will give you all of my money. Just please, please do this. Please. And they start to work on it. So, now we go back, and Cartman is in the principal's office. But not because he's in trouble. He's actually commended, to which Cartman at first thought, Hey, wait a minute, I did the best I could with these kids. And Mr. Bag is like, No, no, com command means that we're saying you did a good job, okay? So, because of Cartman having the kids get the highest test scores they've ever had, a couple of people from the school board ask him if he can teach at an inner city school. So, they get off the bus, and Carmen is excited because he's going to get paid $300 for this. And then Stan and Kyle are like, you didn't do this. You basically gave us the answers to cheat on this test. And Carmen's like, well, whose idea was that? To which one of them goes, it was Kenny's. And Kenny's like, yeah, I just took it from the desk. And Kyle then tells Eric, and this was a really good part, is like, you really think that a bunch of inner city kids are going to listen to some small white kid. They will murder you. So, Carmen now has to think, what am I going to do? You know, what am I going to do? So, that night, he goes to the bathroom, and he gets a razor, and he starts to shave a little bit of his hair. So the next day, we go to Jim Davis High School, which, of course, is named after the creator of the Garfield comics, Jim Davis. And we see, you know, the rough inner city classroom, you know, the... the Basically, the status quo of movies. You know, the thugs, the misfits, the kids that don't want to do anything. And I guess it's the principal. We never really know, but I'm going to say it's the principal. And she says, we've got a new, we got a special guest teacher. And he's going to work with you. So please welcome 
Mr. Kurt Menez. And the kids are all shocked. And we're going to get back to that because this really, this part is what saves this episode for it, for me anyway. So Mrs. Garrison now goes back to the lab and she sees the mouse with the growing penis. And, you know, very proud, very excited it's going to happen and be able to put it on in a few days. So she wants to take the mouse out to hold it, which is a mistake because the mouse is let free and the mouse leaves the lab and just runs all over town. So as he's chasing the mouse, you got Stan Kyle Kenny, who may or may not be back from rehab after the major boobage episode, and Butters playing in the sandbox. And Mrs. Garrison is like, guys, have you seen a penis? Have you seen my penis? If, if you do, give it some cheese. And Butters is like, oh, that just hurts my head. That just hurts my head. So Cartman then starts to work with the kids. And he's like, how can I reach these kids? How can I reach these kids? And he figures out the best way to do it is by cheating. And he shows a picture of Bill Belichick. But he calls him Bill Belichick. He cheated. He won, he won three Super Bowls, but he cheated. And one of the kids is like, I'm not getting myself in trouble. I'm not cheating. I'm you know out of here. So he brings up you know the whole basically without saying it the whole spygate thing which ended up being one of the biggest things in sports so what happened in short is the new england patriots were caught videotaping the signals of the new york jets defensive coaches during a game and because of this they lost a lot of money. The Patriots were fined a quarter of a million dollars. Bill Belichick was fined half a million dollars. And they lost their first round pick in the 2008 draft, which would have been the 31st pick of the draft. And what is so interesting about this is how... This happens, the scandal happens, and the Patriots that year go to have an undefeated regular season. They go 16-0 in the regular season. Then they go to the playoffs. They're the, they have home field advantage throughout the playoffs. They win their two games. And they go to the Super Bowl. So they're 18-0. So they're one win away from not only pissing everybody off because, you know, they cheated, they got fined, and they don't lose a game. But they're one win away from arguably being the single greatest football team that ever happened. And they lose. They lose the Super Bowl. Many people say it's the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I honestly think it is the greatest Super Bowl of all time because it was an unbelievable football game. 
And what I remember is, I, and I learned this the day after. After the game had ended, after the Giants had upset the New England Patriots to win the Super Bowl, there's a commercial for Nike where they have members of the 1972 Miami Dolphins, the only undefeated team in the history of the National Football League. And they see this moving van. And it's the Giants. And the commercial is like, oh, thank goodness it's you guys, you know. Because there was an alternative commercial. The alternative commercial, which would have been shown had the Patriots won the Super Bowl, is same moving truck, but it's the Patriots, and one of them goes, well, I guess we've got company. And that that is one of the coolest things. I do think that the Patriots commercial is up on YouTube. I, I want to say it is up on YouTube. Um, so that is the legacy of that 2007 New England Patriots team and really of the Spygate is had they won that last game, had they won the Super Bowl after being found cheated, and really if you look back on it now, the organization getting fined a quarter of a million dollars, the head coach getting fined half a million dollars, and them losing a draft pick is basically a slap on the wrist. But if you think about it, they win that game. That 2007 Patriots team is considered the greatest football team of all time. It really is. I, I, I don't think non-sports fans realize how big of a deal... Spygate was and what could have happened had they won the Super Bowl. So, and then many years later, there's Deflategate, which I don't think South Park did an episode on. That's that's another story for another time. So, basically, Carmenez is trying to teach the kids if you teach, like, or if you cheat like white people do, you can pass these tests. <laughs> and it's like, yes, you can cheat like the white people. You can do it. I got to reach these kids. So, Mr. Carmenez uh, sees one of his students, the student who walked out of the class, shooting basketball. So... He's like, how about we play a game of pickup? So Cartman, pardon me, Cartmenez, has the ball, and he whips out this, like, billy club and whacks the kid in the leg, and he shoots a basket. He's up one nothing, And the kid's like, hey, that's cheating. Okay, but he said one zero. So the kid now has the ball. He gets whacked again in the leg by Cartman. Cartman gets the ball. He shoots. He scores. And it's like, it do nothing. Yeah, but you cheated. But the carpet has one of the best lines. It's like, yeah, you say I cheated, but on the board it says do nothing. Just because it said do nothing doesn't mean that I cheated. So it's really kind of a good point if you think about it. 
Meanwhile, Mrs. Garrison continues to chase all over town to get his penis. I know, it kind of sounds meh. But we do get kind of a callback from earlier in the year because they go to the Comfort Inn because, you know, that's where Britney Spears was at that time trying to get the penis. So Mrs. Garrison goes to the police department and, you know, they have someone draw a description of what the mouse is, what the mouse looks like, and, oh, it's Mickey Mouse with a huge boner. Well, wait till we get to next season with Mickey Mouse for real. <laughs> so apparently they've now found the mouse. He's at an Italian restaurant. Meanwhile, Kurt Menez is teaching the kids how to cheat with the answers to this test. And this one girl can't take it. She just runs out and cries. And Carver's like, okay, you kids, you keep practicing answering the questions about how the media forgave Bill Belichick. So, Carmen goes to the girl and asks, what's wrong? And she's like, well, I, I'm not going to college. Why not? Well, I'm pregnant, and my boyfriend will not help me raise this kid. So then, Carmen is like, why don't you get an abortion? And she's like, no, I'm Catholic. I don't believe in abortions. And Carbetas is like, that is the ultimate cheating with the boy. It's just the way he sounds. It's so damn ridiculous. It's hilarious. So, so basically, he tries to convince her to get an abortion because the white girls go to college and they get many more abortions. Boy, this is, you know, you're, you're learning stuff here today. So... Mrs. Garrison goes to the Italian restaurant. The mouse is running in the restaurant. Uh, the women are scared. And... Oh my gosh. <laughs> this episode. Um, so... The mouse gets free. And then the mouse gets on the wall. And then the mouse starts to sing. The mouse starts to sing somewhere out there from an American tale. And then the penis starts to sing too. And it's like, what the hell is going on? And to be honest, and I hate to say this, I don't remember, like, I remember the song from the movie. I just didn't recognize the song at, you know, watching it. And it's like, oh my lord, really? You got this? So, anyway, about the song. Somewhere Out There was sung and recorded by Linda Ronstadt and James Ingram for the 1986 animated film An American Tale. The song made its debut at number 31 on the adult contemporary chart on November 15, 1986, crossing over to the Billboard Hot 100 on December 20th of that year, debuting at number 83. In January of 87, the song returned Ronstadt to the top 40 after a four-year absence to eventually peak at number two on the chart on the week of March the 14th. Peaking at the number one spot during that same week was 
Jacob's Ladder by Huey Lewis and the News. At the 30th Grammy Awards, the song won two awards, one for Song of the Year and the other for Best Song Written Specifically for Motion Picture or Television. It also garnered Ron Stan and Ingram a Grammy nomination for Best Pop Performance by a Duo or Group with Vocals. The other um, nominees for the Song of the Year, for those curious, La Bamba by Richie Valens, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, YouTube, or actually Los Lobos is La Bamba, I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, YouTube, Luca, Suzanne Vega, and Didn't We Almost Have It All by Whitney Houston. Kind of a kind of a big year right there. And then when you look at the record of the year that year, it's Graceland, Paul Simon that wins that award, but you also have Los Lobos with La Bamba, U two uh, with I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For. Uh, Suzanne Vega Luca and Steve Winwood back in the high life again. U2 wins the album of the year for the Joshua Tree, which also has Michael Jackson's bad on that list. So it, it's kind of a kind of a good year there for the Grammys. But this song would be nominated for Best Original Song at the 44th Golden Globe Awards and the 59th Academy Awards, respectively, losing both times to take my breath away from Top Gun and the other nominees for the best original song for the Golden Globes was Glory of Love from the Karate Kid 2 Life in a Looking Glass that's Life uh, Sweet Freedom from Running Scared and they don't make them like they used to from Tough Guys and in the Academy Awards that year, the other nominees for Best Original Song, Glory of Love from Karate Kid Part 2, Life in a Looking Glass from That's Life, and Mean Green Mother from Outer Space from Little Shop of Horrors. Natalie Cole performed somewhere out there uh, with Ingram at the Academy Awards. So Mrs. Garrison is now chasing... The mouse with the penis, and the mouse falls into the gate or into a hole with the sewers, and well, that's it. They they can't get it. There's no way they can get it. And one of the officers is like, "Well, you just may as well just stay a woman, an ugly woman." So now we go back to Jim Davis High, and. We find out that the kids passed this test. So because they passed the test, they are now going to take the, the, the state standard test, which is monitored, and that you cannot cheat. And the, and the kids are like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? There's no way. And... Cartmanis is like, I will teach you. I know we have one day, but I will reach the kids. So he comes up with a plan. Meanwhile, Mrs. Garrison is crying on the bench, and we see the mouse. And the mouse comes up, 
and I guess the mouse just wants to be with Mrs. Garrison so Mrs. Garrison can have the penis back. <sighs> that just did not come out right, I know. Look, this review's almost over. So, now we go back to the school. The kids received perfect scores. And Mr. Cartmanez gets an award, and he says, I have reached these kids! So then we go back to South Park Elementary, and we get the return of Mr. Garrison, who then talks about how women should be the only ones who can get pregnant and have kids, to which one of the teachers is like, um, my wife can't have kids. She has ovarian cancer. To which Mr. Garrison is like, well then get an AIDS test, cause your wife's a dude, you faggot. And he jumps in the air, and that's the end of Eek a Penis. Okay, so before I get into my thoughts on the episode, let's talk about the side story and what that makes fun of. And it's a parody of a 1988 movie called Stand and Deliver, which is based on a true story of a teacher named Jamie Escalante. Now, this movie, uh, the, the leading role was portrayed by Edward James Olmos, who you might remember famously for playing Castillo on Miami Vice. So, and I'll read the plot because it's a short plot. In the early 1980s, Jamie Escalante becomes a mathematics teacher at James A. Garfield High School in East L.A. The school is full of Latino students from working class families who are far below their grade level in terms of academic skills and also have a lot of social problems. Escalante seeks to change the school culture to help the students excel in academics. He soon realizes the untapped potential of his class and sets a goal of having the students take AP Calculus by their senior year. Escalante instructs his class under philosophy of ganas, roughly translating to desire or motivation. The students begin taking summer classes in advanced mathematics with Escalante, who must withstand the cynicism of the other faculty who feel that the students are not capable of this. As they struggle with the lower expectations that they face in society, Escalante works hard to teach and encourage them, and they can pass the calculus exam. To the dismay of both Escalante and the students, the Educational Testing Service questions the success of the students, insisting there is too much overlap in their errors and suggesting the students cheated. Escalante defends his students and feels that the allegations are based more on racial and economic perceptions. He offers to have the students retake the test months later, and the students all succeed in passing the test despite having only a day to prepare. Um, this movie had a $1.6 million budget, made $13.9 million at the box office, and Edward James Olmos would be nominated for an Academy Award for Best Actor that year. Unfortunately, he would not win, but he is in a very big field. Uh, Dustin Hoffman wins the Oscar for Rain Man, for Rain Man, 
as Raymond Babbitt, but look look at the listen to the others. Gene Hackman in Mississippi Burning, which is an awesome movie if you haven't watched it. Tom Hanks in Big, and Max von Sydow for Pele the Conqueror. And this is Edward James Olmos, who is probably most known for being a TV actor on one of the biggest shows on television at the time. And he's nominated for an Academy Award. That's a pretty good honor. Now, as far as Jamie Escalante, he passed away on March the 30th, 2010 at the age of 79 years old um, as he was going under treatment for bladder cancer. So that is the is the legacy right there. Now as far as this episode goes, oh boy. This is one of the rare times with this show where the main plot just doesn't do it for me. But the subplot is fantastic. I loved the subplot. I love that Cartman is trying to get the kids to cheat. You got to cheat to win. And I, I really like that. If if you didn't have the side story, this might get my lowest grade of the year or of the season. But this side story does save it. So I'm going to give this a 7 out of 10. It's it's an okay episode, but the side story really saves it. Now, one more thing I want to talk about before I get into the reviews of this, or the reception from the critics. Like I said, this is the final episode of Mrs. Garrison. So we have to take a look back. Season 9 was when Mr. Garrison had his sex change. That was in 2005. The character of Mrs. Garrison goes for three years. I gotta think that the idea... I I, I hate to say this, but... I I think it kind of hurt the Mr. Garrison character. Because... At the time, it's like, well, what's, you know, what's shocking? What can we do that would shock people? Let's make one of the characters a woman. Let's make it a man. And it's like, okay, the episode, I, I, I don't remember what grade. Actually, I'm going to go back real quick. I want to I wanna refresh my memory, see what grade I gave this episode or what rating I gave it a 7. Okay, so that's about the right rating. And it's like when they did Miss Garrison episodes, you know, it wasn't that many. Like the first one that I could think of right off the top of my head is the one where he tries to disprove that two men can raise a kid together with Follow That Egg. And the other one is the two-parter where Mrs. Garrison marries that atheist or whatever he was, you know, and they rule the universe. Other than that, the Mrs. Garrison character really is not that much. And I think that's... I I think it's kind of... For me, I, I would like to forget that era of the show, of Mrs. Garrison anyway, but... 
you know, can't really get my way on that. But, you know, but at least the Mrs. Garrison character is done. We're back to Mr. Garrison, and we stay with Mr. Garrison for the remainder of this series. So all in all, my thought, Mrs. Garrison had its moments, but a lot of it wasn't that good. Like, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, the the episode, you know, the Lesbos episode, like, the funniest part was when the kids were trying to get, you know, the old man of the sea essay done. That's the funniest part. Everything else is like, ugh. That's how I felt. All right, let's see what the critics say. Sean O'Neill of the AV Club gave the episode a C rating, feeling that the parody of Stand and Deliver took away from the episode's message. Even as someone who appreciated the reference, I found it distracting, particularly since Cartman's lesson plan, teaching his students to cheat the white people way, worked well enough on its own, making the illusion sort of superfluous. He also felt that the references to the film were dated. Would anyone under, say, the age of 25 get that Cartman gave her gave himself a Jamie Escalante makeover right down to the cardigan vests and the way he tucked his hand in his waistband? And the Belichick appearance fell flat. Brad Trechik of TV Squad felt that this that episodes have felt lower in quality this season, but the episode succeeded in being unconventionally funny and singled out the mouse-penis duet for praise. And Travis Frigate of IGN gave the episode a 7.7 rating, stating that the episode will probably not end up as one of the more memorable episodes in the canon, but it's pretty damn fun nonetheless. He also singled out the mouse-penis duet as... It is just about to get old when the penis mouse stops by the light of the moon to sing the American Tale-inspired ballad about being lost. Yep, I will never listen to that song the same again, even if my mom sings that to me, which she did a lot as a kid. I will never listen to that song the same again. Ah, Let's go to IMDb, see what they thought of this episode. Over 2,000 people... Uh, rated this episode, the average rating is a 7.7 out of 10. 483 people gave it a 7. That's going to be the grade I give it. 601 people rated this an 8, which I I guess that's okay. 297 people gave it a 10. 40 people gave it a 1. With males, the average rating was a 7.6. Its highest demographic is a tie between 18 to 29 and 45 and over with a 7.8. For females, the average rating is a 7.7, highest demographic 45 and over, their rating an 8.6. Holy cow, the women over 45 really like this episode. Alright, well let's go and uh, see if we have any reviews to check out here this week. Uh, Let's see, I'm going to start with Gangsta Hippie this week. Gangsta Hippie wrote, Eek a Penis is a good South Park episode. Throughout the series, Garrison has changed a lot. He started out as a straight man. Then in season 4, he became an openly gay man. In season 8, it's actually season 9, he got a sex change and became a woman. In season 11, he became a lesbian woman. And finally, he becomes a straight man again in this episode. Garrison realizes he is not really a woman, nor was he ever, so he decides he wants to be a man again. 
The doctors say Garrison cannot get another sex change operation. However, Garrison reads of a news report of scientists who genetically engineer body parts on animals. Too bad Dr. Mephesto didn't reappear in this one. Oh, that's a good reference. So for Garrison, they tried with a penis. However, the mouse escapes and Garrison spends the episode trying to chase it down. Meanwhile, while Garrison is gone, Cartman becomes teacher. Afterwards, finding that the class did better with Cartman, they make him teacher at an inner-city Latino school. The only reason the class did better is because they all cheated. So in a spoof of the movie Stand and Deliver, a movie which I saw a while back, pretty good movie, he makes himself look like an adult Latino and teaches the Latino kids how to cheat. Ika Penis is a great South Park episode with a funny spoof of Stan and the Lever. Alright, uh, this review was a few weeks after the episode aired. It was from George1985 who wrote, After a few misses in season 12, I think this is definitely a hit. The episode revolves around Mrs. Garrison who has decided to become a man again. I think this episode has some of the funniest lines I've ever heard. Mr. Garrison utter and it was worth a second watch just to hear them again. The secondary storyline revolves around Cartman who has to teach at a high school after he takes over Mrs. Garrison's class and everybody does well in their test. I thought after a while Cartman's storyline got a bit tedious although the idea was funny. It is possible that I just wanted more Garrison on screen. Thoroughly enjoyed this. Can't wait to see where they go in future episodes. Alright. Uh, and I'll read this last one. It is from S. Lyons Cricket Reviews who wrote, The extent to which I was disappointed by Eek a Penis was quite startling. It began in what I thought was top form as Mrs. Garrison vents to her class the regret she now feels in having had a sex change operation stating that despite assuming the appearance of a woman, she is and always was a man. Mrs. Garrison is then given a break from teaching by the principal, stating that her mental health is impending in her efforts to teach the class. This is something that should have happened many times prior. The principal then reluctantly agrees to Cartman teaching the class, and after they cheat on the test, at Kenny's suggestion, Cartman is given credit and the principal assigns him extracurricular work in the form of teaching an inner-city school classroom full of deadbeat Mexicans. The stuff that works well for me, for the most part, is Mrs. Garrison's complications, both dramatically and comedically. The idea that Mrs. Garrison frequently vents about her new life to children who have no hope of truly comprehending something that to them would be as bizarre as a sex change operation is hilarious. While the Garrison storyline is mostly enjoyable, I was not a fan of the eek penis gag that reappeared during the episode. Despite Carmen being my single favorite character on the show and one of the most reliable and memorable television characters that I have come across, I found him deeply underwhelming and surprisingly rather unfunny in this episode. His Latino impression that he wears throughout the episode really wore on me heavily and even his actions throughout the episode felt surprisingly uncartman like Whether this is simply the result of him assuming a faux identity, I'm not sure. If I wasn't a fan of the, tit of the titular gag catchphrase, I really disliked the how can I reach these kids one. Whether it parodies an existing movie does not absolve the issues I had with the storyline, which got extremely repetitive and failed to reach any really interesting territory for me. Eek, a penis, has some high highs and some rather low lows for me, 
but it does at least welcome back Mr. Garrison. Even if the final scene felt underwhelming to me on the basis of a rather underwhelming episode that preceded it. When people talk about South Park losing its charm and comedic excellence, I can understand the sentiment based on this episode, which ranks as one of my lesser favorite episodes of the show. Certainly not egregious, but very lacking and uneven. Huh, so apparently I'm the only one that liked Cartman being a teacher. Huh, that's how I took it. <laughs> Alright, well that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, if you want to follow the show, follow the show on Twitter. It is at SharksPond97. And join the Facebook group. It is SharksPond, a South Park podcast. You type that in the search bar on Facebook and you are good to go. And if you can't find it, it's okay. I put the link in the description of each and every episode. Well, next time around, um, the internet doesn't work. Well, apparently in South Park it doesn't. Because next week, or next episode, the ep we're going to be talking about, or I'm going to be talking about, overlogging. That is the next episode here on Sharks Pond, a South Park podcast. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I am Bill, and I will talk to you all later.